I'm Ryan. This is You're Not Watching That, the podcast where I'm finally catching up with all the films I should have seen. But my parents wouldn't let me. Uh, we're now on episode four. And after some action films and whatever the hell Big Trouble in Little China is, I mean, genre-wise, what the hell, uh, we finally turn to 80s horror slash slasher in the form of Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Or, as it's known in Turkey, Elm Sokaginda Kabus. I finally come face to burnt face with Mr. Freddy Krueger and his knife fingers. Don't fall asleep and let's go. So there, intro done. Uh, we turn to horror. And uh, not that it's got anything to do with horror, but it's Dan Fudge with me again. Hello, Dan. Is that because you can see me and you're talking about obscene faces? Do I need to go to Turkey again? I think, well, you know, that's why the Turkey reference was in there. But um, no, I, I think when I've described you before, I've just said he's got a face. You, I don't think you're easily caricatured. I think it's a good thing. I'd go with eyebrows for me or some or a massive beard. But I think you look like, you remember when we used to do the FIFA faces and you go, so yours always look really good. For those yeah. who don't remember, you can make your own face. And, and you were like, can never do mine. I was like, because nope. you're just a bloke. I've just got a normal face. Maybe a, maybe, maybe some larger size breathing apparatus protruding from the front, but that's about it. Just a beautiful man face. Thanks, man. Uh, I tell you who isn't a beautiful man face is Freddy Krueger. Now, uh, we'll come into him in a little bit. Uh, maybe his South African heritage. Who knows where he's from with the name like Krueger. And we could talk about that time we went to a gig and I spoke South African all night. Um, but Dan, before we get into this one, uh, where's this one ranking for you? When did you first see it? Before I tell you the things I knew before about it. Well, this guy is going to come up quite a lot. Uh, it's my neighbor, Paul Barton. His dad, or he, had a extensive selection of once. We need a theme tune for this bit. Once again, the leather bound VHS cases with the fleur de lis. Uh, you think they're a book? Why don't you have a look? It's a video with the fleur de lis. I'll do. Well, I'll turn it into like some Bob Morton one. I like that. Yeah, so he he had them all, right? He he had all of these, and he was constantly showing me movies. He, you know, he's what we'd refer to on this show as the last couple of episodes as the wrong one. You know what I mean? That that's seen them all, and um, and I was far too young to be watching this film. I I didn't sleep for days, which is ironic when yeah. that's what you kind of want if Freddy's coming for you. What to stay awake or to yeah. or to sleep? Yeah, you don't want to fall asleep, do you? So if no. you didn't sleep for days, it's probably helped you and survived you. But um, let's, let's, I'll go through quickly the uh, your favourite bit with your favourite little theme tune. Here is The Things I Knew Before. The things I thought I saw, the things I knew before. So before, ooh, what did I know about this one? This one I was aware of. Now, obviously there was wrongings at my school and Skegness who were talking about it. This is kind of the boogeyman of my youth, this guy. I remember seeing his face and thinking, that's not nice. Uh, similarly, actually, I watched a, a film that was about Auschwitz or something with my granddad. I remember a bit where they all went in the bloody shower thing. It was really terrible. And some kids screaming and got eaten by an Alsatian. And that haunted me. And I think that's partly why, me, not because I said out to my parents, but it's a similar thing. I was a young kid going, Christ, that's horrific. You know what I mean? Yeah. I to imagine this shattering. So this guy, obviously, his face looks like some sort of really hard rubbed cheese. I don't know why I've said that. He looks the right state. Uh, and he's, his knife hands, his fingers, which we'll talk about later on. I knew there was something about sleeping and he could get you. Um, and I knew the song everyone used to sing about one, two, Freddie's coming for you. Cause everyone used to sing that at school and that used to creep me out a bit too. Mm. But yeah, they're the, they're the, are you surprised? That's what, obviously I know the look everyone wears this. I mean, you're a former DJ in an eighties bloody bar. How many Freddie Kruegers have you seen that actually weren't Freddie? There were just people with a ball head. I've dressed as Freddie in those 80s nightclubs four times now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
What, while spinning the discs with your knife fingers? With my knife fingers. It was a pain in the ass going for a pee, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think, do you know what would be quite cool to do is if you didn't wear the head and didn't do the hand and just went with a jumper with an ironic hipster kind of, I'm um, just wearing his look, and then someone would go, oh, you come as Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, I, I bet there's loads of people now in craft beer bars that might have not, uh, no idea who Freddy Krueger is in their in their you know late teens who, who were going yeah that's a, that's been made in a bathtub in Telford it's a lovely you know joie de vivre uh, popping out of it I'm getting a whoosh of hollyhock I like the way my nose I saw a girl walking on today when I come see you in Brighton and, and she had um I mean let's pick across uh, what people are wearing when I'm wearing a t-shirt that's free from work um it says Samsung Galaxy S20 on it or something hold on yeah, available in shops now yeah available three years ago. Um, and she's walking on with these really ripped tights, which is quite punky away. And I just thought they must have been a bugger to get on. But anyway, similarly, Freddie's jumper looks like a dirty petrol stained, which we'll come to later on. Horrible thing. Uh, was it the Kruger man? That's, did you watch the whole thing as a kid? Or was it just a bit you saw? We'll talk about Johnny Depp's uh, demise later on. But was it a certain bit you saw that scared the sweet Jesus out of you? I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, the worst bit that terrified me, and I, and I God, this is this is going to get right into my psyche. This one. So, do you remember as a kid, you would go to you would it was before the use of the mobile phone. So mm. it was I don't know why I said that. What but it was before the use of the mobile phone. So you had to use um, public telephones, right? And by the and, way, in case this is not a video part, we do. He's just showing me with his hand. I've just I've got to show you, right? So, and the reason I'm showing you is where my little finger is protruding, and people of a certain age will know what I mean now. Yeah, those. Public telephones had a real distinct smell. The smell of people's spit and breath, and, and they were minging, right? Mm. And the bit that scared me the most was where it turns into a jaw and a tongue and licks her on the side of the face. I was terrified of using a phone, especially a public telephone after that for some reason, because in my head, that's what Freddie's breath smelled like. <laughs> you, you've associated him with the piss, the piss-stinking telephone boxes of, do you know what? Most of the ones around here in Sussex um, are now full of books. I couldn't give a shit. Oh, no, because well, well, you can't <laughs> read. Uh, but I like it. I mean, I've got Clem a few books, my daughter, and I've got a few things that I've gone, I've actually perused. But do you know when this, this is a bit off the topic, but you know when there's almost like a, it's too busy. I think Carl Pilkinson mentioned about it once in India, it's just too much on the senses. And I can, mm -hmm. uh, you know, attain for that from being there. Um, when you look at a lot of books up close and you don't know which one you want, it's a lot going on. It must have been like a video uh, shelf full of, uh, I don't know, leather-bound VHS. Leather-bound flannelies. <laughs> Honestly, we'll have, we'll have a theme sheet. We just have a button you can hit. But anyway, I don't know. That's me. Uh, please send us an email if you've ever looked at too many books. Anyway, let's um, let's look at the film a little bit. So, uh, Dan, you've got a, a little admission to make on this one, haven't you? Yeah, it's uh, I normally when we I, I normally cheat when we try and uh, when we try and do these shows. So I try and refresh myself. I get you know I get we get the the movie done the prior week and then I sit there and watch it in the prior week. But my uh, in no way uh, illegal uh, streaming device didn't 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 function this evening. So if there's two, you know, one my recollection of this, I, I think the last time I watched it was about twenty four years ago. Wow. And uh, two, if my internet cuts out, it's because the device didn't work. So. Uh, this is going to be fun to get through this one. I, I, I did look up some uh, tidbits and some some in, information uh, yeah. about the movie. So I've got I've got bits on that. But in terms of memory, you're going to have to jog it for me, pal, because uh, I know this film's batshit crazy. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. I was watching it this morning on uh, on my phone whilst the other half was sleeping and just kept, she kept hearing like... <laughs> You probably haven't picked that up on here because it's even no. done sometimes, but screaming. Imagine screaming. Ah, 
Is that better? That was a lot I better, mate. Put a lot, lot better. better into that. My housemate will be going, what the bloody... It's Freddy Krueger up there. But, um, so anyway, starts off with... Uh, there's little bits I want to highlight. Um, oh, also, you know, I normally talk about my person in the background. This week, it is a print in the background. You'll come to that in a little minute. Mm. You won't have probably remembered this now because this will be a really niche thing, but you'll love it. So we start off with a construction montage. Can't beat that. Proper 80s... Hey, up! Oh, what's going on here? Someone's making some things. What are they making? Oh, they're putting knives on a glove. Yeah. Now, my dad's a carpenter, and the first thing that really got me about this was very wet working conditions. I think this is an eight. <laughs> he's he's building them in obviously what we know later on is like a is it like a celery type shit. He's working under very wet conditions, and yeah, I'm thinking you can't be using power tools there, son. This is good. <laughs> You're going to burn your face off, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would have saw that coming? Yeah, and then you've got a girl walking through, obviously, in classic, you know, the classic 80s tropes again. I mean, she's a, she's getting ready for going to bed, I guess, but of course she's wearing a 90, and of course it's getting wet and all that shit. And then who jumps out on her? A goat or a sheep. And they nearly took my title of best person in the film, who's, again, it's... The thing I can't get out of my head with these films, and a lot of films I do this, I'm going, uh, do you know what? I've said this to you before when we've been out, maybe. We've looked at some architecture and someone, whose job one day? No, it's before we went to watch the football this year. And I went to you, whose job one day was to make this mantelpiece? And they went back to the missus and went, oh, you know, what'd you do today? Put a mantelpiece in. And we're there stood near it. What day did someone go, uh, yeah, I've got an idea for the film, man. Wes really wants like a goat. All right, make the call. Hi, uh, my name's John Hollywood. We're looking for a goat. All right, mate, I've got goats. Why are you in Yorkshire in California? Whatever. And then that goat got brought there that day. I just, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on goats in film? Yeah, I, I like I like the idea of a guy, being, the goat wrangler being brought in mm. and going, well, listen, you know, these are Hollywood goats. Like, what's the shot? Well, I just, I just need to, just to walk over there and then uh, we'll we'll put the noise in in post because that's what they normally do, right? You know, yeah. uh, well, no, this one, this one, uh, Annabelle, she can, uh, she can goat on command. Watch this. Clap. <laughs> uh, cue, cue Annabelle to come on to set. Very wet set. She, oh, she doesn't work. You need a superstar goat, Billy the Kid. Oh, there we go. You like that one. Right. So we've had the goat with all that sort of stuff. Um, and then this girl basically says to her mum and dad, she's having nightmares. So you get the premise, don't you, that it's to do with falling asleep and this bugger's coming for you. The mm-hmm. thing I like about this bit, another little bit of an 80s thing. Mum's always with the great hair, always with the good makeup on. And the mum comes in who doesn't really give a shit. I think it's Tina's mum. She's a bit like, just get back to sleep, you knobhead. Basically, and the bit that I find funny that they put in, because it must have been reality at the time, some vest-wearing father turns out a stepdad comes and says, "Oh, come on, back to bed, honey." Oh, because you do that, wouldn't you? If you've got a teenage daughter going, "Come, hey, enough of your crazy daughter there. Come and let me have a tap." It's just like, what the hell? Well, if you were, uh, if you remember from Scream Three, you've probably not seen it. Uh, do you know what? Saw it at the cinema. Fuck you. There we go. All right, all I was right. trying to impress a girl. <laughs> <laughs> In Screen 3, uh, the character with the spiky, I can't remember his name, might be Vinny or something like that, right? He goes through the things you're not allowed to do in a horror movie. Right. And one of those one of those rules is to not have sex. And so mm-hmm. and so Tina, is she the one that gets killed early doors? She's the it, one who ends up, when you start realising they're going to be using a set that's upside down on the ceiling quite a lot. Quite a lot. Quite yeah. a lot. Gets, gets a run out. So they need to prove that she has been poorly brought up. Ergo, that's why she's having sex. And uh, and all that kind of kind of wrapped in for me. So they, so they kind of went, 
where she comes from a terrible broken home because it's the eighties and uh, everybody has two kids and they have you know yeah. two point four children, nuclear family, and all the rest of it. So we need to show that she's come from a broken home, and that's why she's getting her cheeks clapped early doors. <laughs> yeah, but by who the bloke I wrote down here as, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this anymore because things have changed. You know the word that you say if someone's been a little bit <laughs> rod. The boyfriend's been a bit, yeah, a bit rapey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and do you know, what? it turns out like he's an all right lad. But when he yeah. gets there and he's grabbing her by the mouth and dragging her off, going, "You're coming with me," and the other two are like, "Oh, it's all about Tina now." Johnny Depp and the other uh, Nancy, mm-hmm. and you're just going, "There's no one going to do anything about that." I've been, look, listen, I've been to a few parties back in Lincolnshire back in the day where there was all sorts going on. I've been down the Fairy Dell when someone I'm not going to name names was having. All sorts happening to them. And, you know, oh, what are they doing? Oh, a bit of bloody this. I'm trying to keep this podcast online. Um, but if someone will grab someone around the mouth and drag them off to the room, you'd be, I don't know. Uh, not in my crew anyway, Dan. I don't know about you and the Sheffield lot. Listen, we were young, we were experimental. <laughs> no, no. Because now I've got a two-year-old daughter. I'm going to be watching every party going, any of you, put your hands on her mouth. <laughs> but... But, 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 they went to, we then turn up to find Johnny Depp laid on the sofa going, oh, yeah, basically they're getting some because they're going at it. Yeah. So Rod's technique, clearly a good one in the 80s for the ladies because he's wearing a leather jacket, which, can you tell me what that meant back then? It meant you, oh, it were, it meant you were a wrong one. It meant you were the cool kid. It meant you probably smoked and uh, you were the Danny Zuko of the school, right? Yeah. All the Fonz. All the Fonz. Uh, yeah, I've just realised that Danny Zuko was a modern-day Fonz in 1979. Yeah, because do you know what? I always think of this every time I think of the Fonz, and I've said this to... I don't know if I've said it to you so much, because we're not them kind of chaps when someone's going, oh, we still need to go out. We still need to... And I said, I kind of like staying in. And I said, because, oh, you know, I want to meet these girls and stuff, and I'm going, come, mate, we're 40-something now. And it's like, you know why they took the Fonz off the TV? Because no one wanted to see a 40-something-year-old bloke hitting on 18-year-old girls. And yeah, that, have you, uh, have you yeah. ever heard the phrase, jump the shark? No. Okay, so there's the, there's this phrase where a series will descend into absolute madness, and uh, these random storylines keep popping up. I, I don't know if you ever remember the surfing competition uh, between Batman and the Joker. Yeah, Have you ever course. seen that? Of course, <laughs> the... I have. When he's got his Bermuda shorts over his uh, over, over his, his suit and over the, the Bat Bermuda shorts. Now that 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 is what we're referred to as jumping the shark, because in the later series of Happy Days, when when Henry Winkler got too old to be hitting on young women and going, hey, and banging jukeboxes, yeah. uh, they started getting him in random things. And uh, one of the like scenes... What? Like what? Well, the scene was that he was water skiing off the back of a boat and he went up a ramp and went over. Now, this is the weird bit. It's a roped-off area on the top of the sea that that specific area that they, apparently they couldn't swim under uh, was shark-infested. <laughs> they just kept sharks in a ring. Just in a ring, and that's on happy days. So when something right. descends into madness on its way out, yeah. it's called jumping the shark. Oh, I never knew that. Look what things you learn. We haven't even really started on this film and the things you've learned. So uh, I will give you a minute into jumping with some of your stats in the minute. And uh, you know, Dan's role in this may change in fact four podcasts. He might be. I just want to talk about jumping sharks, but Johnny Depp needs a reason to be staying over at the party. So he does a classic, and maybe we can bring a few up here. What things have you done? to get away with making your mum or dad think you weren't there. Because this boy gets a ghetto blaster with the sound of an airport on it because he wants his mum to think he's at the airport with his cousin and not with two lasses and weird old Rod. Uh, but what happens? Great japes and guffaws. The tape's going mad, isn't it? If someone's getting shot on the tape. Oh, don't worry, Ma. It's just been a crime. Yep, I'll ring the police. 
Yeah. Yep. How have you got away with places you shouldn't have been, Dan? Um, I don't think I, I, I don't think I did that one because I just kind of went, I'm stopping at Dave's. But like there'd be ones where you know they found your cigarettes and you go, they're not mine. I'm just looking after them for Dave because his mum doesn't know he smokes. Do you, yeah. do you remember that, that old classic? Just holding. I just like the packets because they look like Formula One cars. I, yeah, uh, I, I want the, I want to collect the points. Yeah, maybe we can do a little uh, theme tune for things Dan Fudge needs to apologise to the world for. <laughs> the podcast on its own. Uh, at this point here, before Freddie's really arrived properly, and we've seen him, apart from when he's doing his wet work, which I'm pretty sure is something used in porn. Um, do you have any stats or anything for me at the minute? Well, it's funny you mentioned porn, because that was a great little segue there. Um, Wes Craven used to do adult movies. Oh. And they even he was in one of them. He wasn't doing the performing the work. As it were. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't doing the work, the star work. He but he used to he used to be in, he, he, I think he's just an extra. He just kind of pops up like a meerkat on the Serengeti and goes, "Ha ha yeah." And he was uh, he was in Rasulin. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know he's from Yorkshire. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Did you did you not know? Yeah, outwards. <laughs> yeah, go on. So yeah, so he he did uh, he did seventies based adult movies, and uh, this was the first movie. Uh, that was produced by a producer called Bob Shea, who um, it was the first movie from the uh, the house uh, New Line, New Line Cinema, which mm-hmm. is always which seems to be one of those um, one of those production companies that releases like your Channel Four style movies. You know the ones yeah. where they go, "Hey, here's a batshit mental idea. Let's give it a go." Dumb and Dumber, Austin Powers. Uh, you know, Google it. There's loads. You know what yeah. I mean? And this I mean the Channel Five Shannon Tate ones, which you call TNA movies here. <laughs> Yeah, there's no TNA movies. That was in the 70s from Wes Craven. Okay. And um, so the the hat that Freddy Krueger wears uh, was an actual drunk person's hat, a tramp's hat. Wow. Uh, they they stole that. And um, and the movie came about from... Um, stop. Sorry, stop, stop. They stole a hat off a tramp. Yeah, they stole a hat off a tramp. That's all, that's all the information I've got. It was a genuine tramp's hat. But I believe it looked like what Wes Craven had... You know, envisaged his bad his bad guy to wear again. Sorry, I'm just going to join the Hollywood team here. Hi, hey, John. Yeah, we need a hat for Freddy Krueger. Yeah, what you got? I got this idea. Wes has got this idea. No, not right, not right, not right. There's a tramp outside. <laughs> he likes that hat. I don't give a shit. Give him a goat. <laughs> that's what. The, that's where the goat went. They swapped it for the hat. You know what I mean? I just <laughs> want. I would like to think they gave him five dollars, but didn't no? Didn't do that like, ironic thing of you know, five dollars is a lot for him. Like in Mr. Wendell, the song by Five Dollar. Here, have a dollar, man. No, I don't know if I'm going down the right route here. Anyway, sorry, Dan, I'm ruining your hat. Off you go. So listen, I've got two more for you. And then uh, the trope of the uh, lady running away from the uh, from the antagonist uh, yeah. and then falling down and then getting eaten. You know that you see in movies like Swamp Thing. Um, yeah. It was the daughter of Bob Shea who went, the producer who went, why does that always happen? You know what I mean? It, it, this done happen. So that's why they had a leading lady instead of a leading man, which was at the time quite progressive for the 80s, given the movies that we've been through already. And uh, my favourite one, the favourite one that I found out, is that the um, that Wes Craven was bullied through school by a guy whose name was Freddy Krueger. Oh, so he really so, was the boogeyman. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't dress it up at all. He's just gone, Gavley. You know, uh, just name, naming people from my school who were the real wrongness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll come to it later on because I, I had um, Amy Barnett cut today, as you know, because we met up and had some lunch. But or for those north of the Trent, I always think of. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell this one in a minute. Dinner. Uh, that's one of the most confusing things when you move down south from up north is saying about dinner and lunch. And someone goes, hey, "Would you like to come around some supper?" And I'm there with a bowl of cereal in my dressing gown. I'm going, "Got any frosties?" <laughs> 
But no, um, I'm going to break off really slightly. So there is a thing called the indoor league, which I can't be, you know, you've seen this, haven't you? So this was a thing in the 70s. I know Frank Skinner was a big, uh, big fan of. If you're listening from abroad, one of our abroad listeners, he's a comedian. And you used to, God, this is going to take some explaining. I'm just going to put, just look it up if you're not from England, all right? But if you are, I'm going to go with the English references. Otherwise, this will take me all day. There's a bloke who played cricket. You see, you see where I went? It would have been. Now, cricket is a game. Yeah, yeah. Cricket's a game where you play for five days and can draw because of the weather. <laughs> Americans like, what the fuck? Um, so um, there used to be a guy called Fred Truman, who was a big cricketer back in the day. I'm not a massive cricket fan myself. And he's got this thick black hair. He was the Brill Cream boy. Now, he hosted this thing when he stopped playing where people would play bar sports in a hotel in Leeds and it was televised. <laughs> And he'd be like, he'd walk on in a cardigan with a, a pint pot, you know, one of the ones that's like got the, the handle on it, the, the pint mug, is it known as? What they're yeah, called? The, the, the pint mug with the dimples. Yeah, and a, and a pipe. Yep. And he'd like lean on some sort of bar billiards head and go, now then, now then, now this week we've got some lads here who've just given up a degree to be working in a tiling factory playing table football. They're knocking it about like Bremner and Charles, the cocky tykes. We've got a bloke from Huddersfield with a big hat on, Texan Pete, and he's knocking them bloody apenies about on the shuffleboard, bloody hell. But the best bit um, about it in the way that he said it was he's on about the dartboard, and this dartboard hasn't got a treble on it. It's only doubles. And he actually mm. says the words, yeah, I would be playing it on a New Yorkshire board. Uh, none of them trebles for you not north of the no none of them fluky trebles for you north of the trent it's like if you're from the north of the trent you just don't like a dartboard with trebles because they're lucky yeah lucky fluky that was a really long story that i might cut out but at the same time you've learned what was, where were you going with that by the way was because we said we went for dinner i was trying to dinner and then i went on us about being north dinner and lunch anyway whatever i'm leaving that in indoor league yes yes exactly exactly no that's what we want so as i was a meerkat tom who's going to appear on the pod at some point was telling me about the final girl right have you heard this phrase yes so in cricket, I'm joking. Uh, so the final girl is the idea where you are the last case, a horror trope where you are the yes. last one standing. Not always the prettiest as you've seen it, not always that the cockiest or the smartest, but that one who just gets through. Mm -hmm. And it's often, I think it was seen around this time as well as that. Now, when this film started, I thought Tina was my final girl, even though you know, mm -hmm. she's a good looking woman, all that kind of business. And you're thinking, okay, she's not an airhead type, or you think she's gonna, you know, she's gonna get slashed in half and God knows what. Yeah. I was quite shocked when uh, Freddie basically ripped Tina all over the shop and threw her all over the ceiling. This is God. Now, nah, but you see, you're missing the things out. Like, you know, you don't have sex, you don't smoke, you don't drink alcohol. You have to be the most whiter than white to be the final girl. So that, that was, you know, you're introduced to a banging in the movie, aren't you? No, no, no. She's already walking around with the goat in the wet factory and then she wakes up. Sorry, I've just understood that, in fact, Adam Antle that time was singing about horror tropes. You don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? You don't want to get killed by Freddy Krueger. Yes, that's, that's what he's about. I didn't yeah, realize. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly so, it. So I've written down here, bedroom carnage. Bedroom carnage. Now, so this scene, uh, the, you know, the, the movie was given something like 57 grand. And the, the guy who does the SFX in it was, um, he was just happy for the work. Did well. You know what I mean? He's uh, it's his hand that comes up through the bath in the specially made bathtub for the uh and it was for that dream sequence. He volunteered for that, which is nice, isn't it? That was that was I gentlemanly of him. Yeah. So he um so they've got this this rotating room and mm. they're literally just throwing it round, and she's on strings in some side, there's blood flowing everywhere. Now, 
This is 11 minutes into the movie, and she was one of the biggest stars of the movie. She's been seen in, mm. in more things prior to this film. So essentially, she's like the Drew Barrymore character in Scream that gets that gets done in the first five oh, minutes. I've not seen it, no, of course I have. Yeah, you're talking about Amanda Weiss, aren't you, who plays Tina Gray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it, it was one of the most horrific damn things I'd ever seen as a kid. And I you should absolutely... have watched it as a kid for the fucking 20 millionth time. You shouldn't have been watching this film, you knob. Oh, well, well we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> well, you would. We just have two of us going, we haven't seen that. That's what it'd be called. We should do that. We should do that for one episode. Find a movie we both haven't seen and gone, fucking hell. Well, I think what's probably better now that we do, because you've not seen it for 20 odd years, is that I tell you things that I thought I've written down on here that were big enough for me to write down on here, right? All right, let's go. And then you just tell me what you remember of them. Freddy right. Krueger cuts open his chest to reveal maggots. Yeah. Whilst he's living under a skull. Yeah. Discuss about maggot chest. Do you again, know who's got maggots in their chest? I, again, as daft as it sounds, that, that, that made more sense to me than the tongue phone thing. Because, because dead people have maggots in them, right? And you go, oh, he's clearly dead. He's going to have the maggots. Okay. Next thing I've written, bath shot, dot, 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 sexual. <laughs> because th there's been this for a long time in film, though, where there is an element of, uh, it's, it's to do with like S&M and things like that as well, that horror, mm -hmm. pain, does have a very close relationship. It's, it's, it's a, living in the same town as sex and lust and desire. A lot of the horror films that people have loved through the years are based upon long. Look at Dracula. It's all about longing and lust. Isn't it? I mean, obviously not fucking seen. I know I've seen a few actually, but um, do you know what I mean? It, it's, there is definitely a thing with this. Now, obviously it's got, for me, it makes me a bit uncomfortable about being meant to be teenage kids, even though they're not. They're meant to be 15 mm -hmm. in this, but yeah, um, there is a, there's a closeness in there between those two genres as it were. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think you've you've nailed it on the head there. I, and and it's and I bet it came, I bet it came around around the censorship type. Uh, well, I was going to say I bet it came around with the censorship type, but then you go back to previous movies of the forties and the fifties, and they kind of married the two in because here's two things that young people shouldn't be seeing. Let's put them in a movie together, and that's that's yeah. kind of why it's it's kind of gone. There is there's an element of sexual tension in inside horror movies where it's always a scantily clad female or even like if even if you bring it more Monday to movies like Amityville Horror with uh, with Ryan Reynolds he's looking spectacular in that he mm. would turn many a man's head I uh, yeah I mean I'm glad there's not a picture in here we'll be able to continue the pod um another bit that's quite interesting with it is is that I mean we try not to do this as much but there's a bit where she has been absolutely slaughtered in that bedroom mm -hmm. and uh, it cuts to the news and I think Nancy's watching it, and they're dragging a body out, and someone's forgot to zip up the body bag, and some absolutely disgusting body and arm drop out the side. Can you imagine that on the BBC? Imagine, like, what is it, points of view? Yeah. I have to say, the other day, watching the disaster in Swindon, I was really annoyed to see a corpse <laughs> falling out the side of a bag. Uh, but, yeah, that... They've obviously done it for effect, and I got a bit like, you didn't need that. Um, so there's lots more iconography as well. There's a bit where Tina has got like the body bag round her and she keeps talking to Nancy. So she's obviously mm -hmm. been slaughtered and Nancy's getting freaked out. Hey, Nancy. No running in the hallway. There's a lot of, that's really I iconic in terms of looking like, uh, you know, the Virgin Mary. She almost looks, she's almost stood like a, a statue with like the thing draped round her, like Mary's cowl, as you see in most Catholic churches and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I thought that was quite interesting. There was a religious element to it as well, because he's clearly the devil in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. And I'd be interested to know the religious backgrounds as a uh, A and A level RE chap myself, you know, all them books, Dan, you know, like the Bible. 
Um, which I'm a big fan of, obviously. Do you know what? Weird thought, actually. I thought about that driving in to see you today. I thought I might read the Bible one day. Why? Mm, that's how long I thought about it. Um, so Tina is Mary. I put gross insects. And then, <laughs> yeah. Just yep. general, like, open your mouth, out comes a centipede. They get a hard rap, don't they? What, centipedes? Yeah. Not yeah, as much work for them as there are goats. Well, I, I, I think I, I think this this movie started the villainization of centipedes, and then it went straight into um, Indiana Jones after that, and then and then it kind of died off. It, you know, it, you know, they might have a comeback. It's like the at symbol. Nobody had heard of that, and then email came along. So now it's made a resurgence. It might happen again with the centipedes vilification. What's its it, Maybe the at symbol could be made of a centipede. You don't get punchlines like that every day, do you? No, you don't. You don't. And for those of you, because we can't be asked looking at what is the at symbol's real name? Is it Umlaut? No, it's not Umlaut. That's the Germany one. Doesn't matter. Ah, that's it. It's how Northerners pronounce hat. So with the bath scene, that's obviously quite iconic within this. But the Mm -hmm. bit she's falling asleep and getting dragged into the bath. The bit that made me really pissed was that within two seconds of her mum saying, get out of that bath, don't fall asleep, people die that way. She's obviously heard that she's fallen asleep because she's going like this. The Mm -hmm. mum is at the door with a bit of wire in about 10 seconds flat. What's her history? <laughs> I was like, she just knew. Yeah, I love, me, me dad would have made a new dog, but me mum, there's no way Jan's going to sort out that. Well, I'll I t- tell you what, this is the difference between Northerners and Americans, mate, because what would have happened is, if we'd have fallen asleep in the bath and drowned, or been attacked by a dream demon, right? Dream demon. Yeah, that's that's what they, that's what that's what they called him after a while, right? <laughs> if we if we'd have been attacked by a dream demon or nearly drowned in the bath, you know what? We we wouldn't have been told. You know, we'd have got no wire rescue. What we'd have been got is what did you learn? What did I tell you? Did you leave the immersion on? How many times have I got to tell you? And <laughs> lights on, like Blackpool Luminations in here. Oh, Peter K's just joined us. Uh, which hey, be do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> horror movies? We the entire premise is, is, is going back to remember things and you brought up Peter K. I know. I, it's just because that's one line I think I remember. And it's but anyway, Dan is available for Paddy McGuinness impressions because he <laughs> loved it. Go on, Dan, off you go. No. So then Rod dies because he's in jail, obviously, saying that yep. he's done it. What I liked about that bit was when he's been hung and killed by... I was concerned by that bit. I must say, when the rope turns into like a snake and is going at mm-hmm. him, I wondered what part of Freddy that was. <laughs> I thought, "Whoa, hello! This could turn a bit, a bit spicy." You well, know? Given uh, given Wes Craven's background in movie, That's you never I'm... know what the original draft was. It turns out that way. Well, the draft is that he gets hung and hung, not drawn and quartered. Jesus Christ! It's not, it's not treason against Elizabeth the First for you history buffs out there. Um, but yeah, so he gets. But when they come in to save him. I'll see how he is. The, the the police work, yet again, very similar to RoboCop and the other ones where there's some really people's mind back then. They weren't thinking, you say a lot about this health and safety world we live in, but they, they do try and guard you from stuff. These teenagers have come in going, our mate's probably dead in there. They come in, he's dead, and to try and resuscitate him, they throw the body on her, on Nancy, a corpse of their dead mate, and go, oh, no, he's dead. No, he's, he's done with, pal. Booked it. <laughs> Send him in really slack policing and the dad her dad one minute mm. he's in uniform next minute he's not he's he's very slack as well him with his hair that's clearly a cob over yeah he was uh he was he was actually the biggest actor in the entire movie wasn't he was he'd, he'd, he'd had a career i think he's in, he's in a kung fu movie where i think he i want to say he fights bruce lee i'm gonna have to look this up but yeah i'm pretty sure he that he's in a he's in a movie like enter the dragon or, or something like that or you Revenge mean of the dragon. you mean john saxon 
Yeah, what's he's, he's in a kung fu movie? I want to say he's, he's in yellow Enter the Dragon. Yeah, he's in Enter the Dragon. He's a good looking lad. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. And he's also in something called Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Didn't even know there was oh, there's more of these, isn't there? There's like nine, mate. Fucking hell. I know. I think Tom said today the third one he quite likes. So we we might get to that somewhere. No like one that. likes the third one. Well, you and Normie last week said you didn't like this one. I thought it was rubbish, but I'm going to surprise you with my rating. I'll t- well, the ending has fucked it. But we'll, All we'll right. In a All right. We'll come to that. So uh, Marshmallow Stairs, Wiggles Fingers, Rod's Body on the Kids. Uh, marshmallow Stairs, for those who didn't know, the stairs turn into marshmallow. It's uh, it's pancake mix. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wes Craven hated it and got somebody else to direct that scene. And it actually fits really well into the movie, though, doesn't it? Yeah, because at this point, you still thing is, I was still sort of going... I'm sort of enjoying this in some ways. It's all right. It's not, it's, it's got the right level of everything, but there were still a few mysteries that needed to be solved. And it turns out they were from Nancy's mum, who had to tell us what she'd done, but we'll come to that in a minute. Can you, can you remind me of something? Cause I say it's been a while since I've watched mm. this. Does Rod get any vindication about the original murder or did he die being a, the prime suspect of a murder? And then they just go, well, you know, it were him. Yeah. We stopped him saying, I was expecting them to go down this line with this. I thought because he was hung in a jail cell with his sheet, Freddie had done it to sort of make it all a bit complicated by going, he's hung mm-hmm. himself, to get him off the hook of them searching because, you know, everyone else would have gone, well, he's hung himself because he killed her. But no one ever yeah. said that. They just, what they do, actually good segue, they cut to his funeral where the vicar says, I quote, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. We judge, not lest we be judged. So, hold on. Oh, so so he died with that hanging over him. So he, as, as far as everybody's concerned in, in and around Elm Street, yeah, he's been buried as a murderer. Yeah. And his mum and dad are there. His dad looks like David Dickinson. Again, if you're from America, do you know, what? if you're from somewhere outside the UK, look up David the Duke Dickinson. You will have never seen anyone whose face looks more like an antique map. Um, incredible, incredible guy. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, they, oh, look at that lovely little bit of a teak you've got there. That's worth 25 quid. Bobby Dazzler. Anyway, that's not far off. Um, so, yeah, he's his family are there. What kind of reverend comes out with that shit? Well, he was a bit of a dick. He murdered people. I'm pretty sure that's the that's the staple response to people being buried as Duke. Is it? Yeah, really? it must be. It must be. You know, uh, you know, because he's dead, it's still sad, essentially, is what we're saying. Well, I, you know, I've always had this eulogy about heroin. Um, which I'm going to come to as well, just to keep us on the 18. But don't do the face. Don't do the face. I'll stay with us, kids. Yeah, stay with us. Uh, other other narcotics are available. But yeah, so this is... The, I've often said this. If I was like really, really, really ill, mm-hmm. that's the time I'd probably take my belt. If were, you've got five days. I think yeah. I'd take the belt off and go, give me something. Give me something. But then I went, and I'd just say that as it. I'd just try everything that has always been illegal, God knows what. But then I've always had this idea that at my you know, funeral, somebody go, it was a lovely life, Ryan, until the last three or four days where he was basically addicted to heroin and not really much use to anyone, and he was just really hard to be around. So it's it's weird you've said that actually, because I uh my my me and my I'm brother started. me and my brother, we have uh we have a two-year difference. And um and so he he's got married, he got married well, 12 years ago, right? right? And uh for his stag do, I'm thinking Amsterdam. Right, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm 32. Let's go Amsterdam. Let's go and tear it up. Let's go and look at the ladies in the window. Go and laugh at the Geordies. You know the, uh, you know the Geordies always make me laugh because they're like, they do the in the street protracted conversation negotiation. Oncoming Geordie impression, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, brace yourself, lads. It's where they go. Oh, how much? 
and then there'll be some there'll be some you know quiet discreet sentence back and then they go no it's 45 euros I do it up the wrong one for another five like you know what I mean and then they go oh that's Cali like and then one of them goes in and then in what (laughs) into the little door in Amsterdam one of them goes in and then they wait for him outside (laughs) they stand there on the rodeo yeah, they'll, they'll be like, no, I've got to wait for Jonesy while it's finished, like. And then he comes out, and, and there's, and, you know, and this is a woman, a professional sex worker, yeah, who is used to it, who has still managed to get embarrassed by the group of applauding Geordies outside. Anyway, I wanted to see the hat for my brother Stag do, right. and uh, and we went up a mountain. Uh, we went to snow, Mount Snowden. I remember you moaning about this. We went to fucking Mount Snowden. And I'm like, now bear in mind, my brother works in the pharmaceutical world. And I'm like, so who's going? Is my dad going? No, he's not coming. It's just me and, you know, Trev and Alan or whatever the bloody hell the names were. One of them turns up. I went, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Dan. I said, what are you up to? Well, I've just got back from my dad's funeral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, well, I mean, you've got to one day. So anyway, now, yeah, so I'm going there and I'm going like, Jesus, pal, that's rough anyway. Uh, come on, let's let's go and get you a drink. You know, we'll, we'll chat away. Who, who's this geezer? This is Seb. He had one snaggle tooth stuck out the side of his face. Said, oh, what are you up to? He says, oh, I um, I make board games, <laughs> right? Oh, I like him. <laughs> and he's brought this fucking game that he's developed. Oh, where is Moldova? Right? Ah. Which, which was a geography game. And I'm sat here playing where is Moldova with dead Dav Dave next to me and all these pharmaceutical guys uh, right? and I've never forgiven him I'm like Mike that was the, that was the worst stag I've ever been on so my mum since married and she, I'm trying to work out where I started this you know so my mum has then since married and she's had another couple of kids and one of them Tom he looks like he's getting married so I've got to deal with him to take me to Amsterdam yeah for a stag deal now you're 49 now, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be you know just stood behind them Geordies just applauding away. You know what I mean? That's that's what I want. This Why is, I tell that story? I don't know, but this is coming from a man who, when I was getting married before, rung me and said, "I've got an idea for the stag do, <laughs> Auschwitz and paintballing." Honestly, I I found it incredible. I was I was looking at stag do things available, go and on. you could go paintballing outside Auschwitz, and I was astounded that this was available as a thing. Obviously, now between us, we can laugh about. Yeah, we it, went but... clay pigeon shooting, and there was nothing in any way, shape, or form funny about the Holocaust or no, not at all. If you're PJ or Duncan, yeah, in it. I mean, let, you know, let's, let's backtrack that one. I was just astounded that it was that it was there, like it was a you know Auschwitz and paintball. Like Christ, those are two things that shouldn't be together. It's disgusting, oh. but you know. God Obviously, that. now I can chuckle about it, but yeah, not, not, you know not in the way you're thinking right now. That's also tickled me as well. It also reminded me, I had to go up in, uh, when we were still working at Butlin, see uh, when me and Alan died, like my granny, and I come back down, walked just into the bit where we worked, the entertainment bit, and someone lad was doing my job doing the sound engineering, and he went, oh, have you met Chesney Hawks? And he went, all right, how are you doing? The guy who did one and only for those who don't remember. And I went, oh, I've just got back from my, nan's, you know, my granny's funeral. And in his pants, he stood up and hugged me. Lovely man. So I'll, I'll always remember that uh, for some reason. It's just to do with like people coming back from funerals. I got Chesney Hawks. That bloke got to play Moldova on the side of Snowden. Where is Moldova? It's next to Ukraine, if you if you don't know. A, a sentence I don't think I've ever said before. Let's get back to a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> There's a punchline for you. And then I've the written down, Dan, is Dr. Dream Computer. Nancy, uh, help me, please. Save me from Freddy. Right. Remember this guy? No, you're gonna to have to remind me on that one. So they take Nancy to a blank. to a, a dream, a, a dream hospital. This is where she gets the the bits put all over. This is where she pulls his tramp hat out of a dream into reality. Yeah, that's what. Yes. She's... 
Um, and Mr. Dream Computer's going, wow, the number, ah, that's right. Mm, yep, she's going into a four, a five. If it gets about five, she's in nightmare state. And her mom at the side of her gets out a packet of fags. Yeah, fag on. Out of like leather. <laughs> I'll just have a quick fag whilst watching. Did it have a fleur de lis on, no. the, on the cigarette holder? No, but I like the fact it was, it was probably like a, fag, a packet of fags in like a leather envelope. Really? Oh, all right, doctor. You can see me, uh, 15 year old daughter there. Having, she's about to have a nightmare. Is she great? Okay, I'm just going to have a quick fag. <laughs> and he's just going, oh, it's just, oh my God, it's gone to 25. And then she starts having a proper fit. Yep. And then she, they bring her around and um, she's got Freddy Krueger's hat in her, in her hand. She kind of produces it from the covers, if I remember she right. She does. She's had it up her, uh, up her, uh, God, I, I was going to say something good then as well. The sheets. That's what I meant. Sorry, Jesus. I'm not, I'm not one for the old carry on films of going, oh, beaver or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So am I right in thinking that that was the mother's dream, that scene? Because no, the, the best no, no, thing about this movie is you don't know if they're in a dream sequence or not. It's not like they make it all wibbly wobbly like the end of Wayne's World. Well, we'll come to the end bit is definitely discussable about that because we are now about to basically, uh, the mother is not listening to all this. She goes, you need to come down to the cellar with me. That's not mm-hmm. something your mother often says to you. Yeah, come down here. Come Unless down you're here. a wine merchant, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. What's this? It's a lovely coat de Rome. You know I mean? <laughs> is it we have been meeting this Bordeaux since you were born. Um, so yeah, go down to the, the cellar with me. What happens down there? Well, here is a this is the weird bit. She yep. gets it out of basically a boiler. She gets yep. that, she tells him the story of Freddy Krueger. I won't ruin it in case of any of you want to watch this. And she gets his dirty old knife glove out of a boiler. How's that not disintegrated? Because the girl's 15 and it's before she was born. Well, isn't isn't it a dream sequence, this bit? We didn't no. know it at the time. No, this is where she's explaining the backstory because at this point she goes, so basically he's done all this bad stuff. So we, and he got out of the court. This is really woolly. They sort of just go, and he got out of basically murdering loads of kids. Yeah. And the daughter just goes, all right, because let's face it, she's awful at acting, Nancy Busser. Yeah. She's really not been in much awful. since, has she? Probably neighbours. Um. I say that only because I was looking through Scott's shots of the film on IMDb and it kept showing a picture of Harold Bishop and Neighbours. And I thought, I don't remember him being the Dreamweaver or whatever it's called, the Dream Demon. <laughs> Look it up, Google it. And so, yeah, the mum's basically gone, yeah, so he just basically just blokes killed loads of kids. And she goes, oh, God. <laughs> Something like that. And she goes, and she, he was going to get done by the justice system and he escaped it. Oh, Jesus. And then she goes, so basically me and a load of other parents found him, set him on fire. And then she goes, all right, sort of thing. And she goes, don't worry, mummy killed him. Mm. I, there's a lot to unravel here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in- instead of, you know, reporting him to the authorities, he's managed to get out on a technicality. As I called it on my notes, a parent posse got him. Uh, yeah, a, 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 well, they weren't parents then, right? They were the yeah, no, no, they, they, they teenagers at the parents time. And she said, we went out as parents and got him. Right, and so, so then they've chucked him in the boiler under their house. No, they just went and murdered him in his sweaty workshop thing, she said. I think she said something like, he was trying to do some angle grinding, but it was really raining. And no, I'm joking. He was, he was trying to do a quick bit of chainsaw work, but unfortunately left the water running. No, uh, she, she basically said something about they killed him there and set him on fire. Um, what's the other bits here? So then it's getting to the stage where everyone's basically buggered, and then Johnny Depp's basically trying to help her as a boyfriend, isn't it? It's like... Mm-hmm. Stay awake, stay awake, Glenn, because 
you know, and now he's doing the classic. There's a lot of 80s classics here. We've got the midriff size number 10 American football shirt. Oh, lovely. Always like the number 10, Stan Comic Boy and all that. Um, and then he's trying to, he's listening to records and watching the, the twice actually in this one where TVs get moved. Now, if any of you who are, I don't know, under 30 are listening to this and going, bloody hell, we had to move that LCD TV and put it over here. And I, I get it. I get it. It's a pain. That's why the TV I have has four legs on the bottom. It's very hipsterish, but it's actually great for putting it where you want and not having to find a wall space. Now, back here in this film, twice, TVs get moved off beds onto a side bit. Now, you're going off the bed. Yes, yeah. that's because the TVs were basically the size of a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tramp's hat. Yeah, that's also a... Bo- I went to hat because I was going to say they were roughly the size of an American football helmet. No, but this one's massive. The one in front of Johnny Depp, isn't it? It's, it, it, it's, Dan, it's not massive. It's not. This screen I'm talking to you is bigger than his screen. I reckon he had a... Uh, I'm trying to think what part of my body I could use to measure. Um, my feet are 12 inches. It's probably a 12-inch screen. Probably a 12-inch right. screen. But the thing is, it's the bulk. So it's quite bulky. Yeah. So it's put your fingers under the top. It reminds there. me of those, you know, those early 2000 Apple Macs with the different yeah. colour backs on. It reminded That's me fun. of the monitor for them. So he's got one of them on his bed. Right. right. Do you know what? I thought of this the other day as well, and it's sort of connected to this. Technology moving quick. So back in the day there, you remember having an aerial on something. You'd pull the aerial yeah. back and try to signal for one to four channels. And then there was a bit where you could, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the tracking where you could actually make it even finer, mm-hmm. trying to tune it. This is going to sound like absolute Egyptian language to somebody who doesn't understand what this is. Other languages are available. But I was thinking about when we were to Butlin. So this is 2006, maybe, right? Yeah. It's what I call like the wilderness of tech. Because now you buy a TV. You remember the first one you got that had all the free view channels, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that TV I had there probably didn't. But I got a free view adapter. And then I had to use a digital aerial to try and get yep. some channels. And it told you how many you'd get. You'd go, six, load of radio stations, <laughs> seven, <laughs> more radio stations. <laughs> 10 and then it jumped like to 20, 22. I mean, most of channels, channels, and there was nothing on. But then I also it. had a DVD recorder. I remember I used to just fastidiously record onto DVDs, match of the day and shit, and then find out the signal had been me, aerial had fallen over. My God, we've got it good these days, haven't we? In terms of being able to just put your phone on and go bang, there you go. And Any then, tech nightmares for you, Dan, before we go into the end of this nightmare film? Um, no, I, I, they had a tech nightmare uh, with that death scene of, uh, with Johnny Depp. So they pulled him into the bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joe to his death, because it's quite famous, this, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite it's quite a famous one, because it, it's Johnny Depp, and it's his first um, movie role, because it was introducing Johnny Depp. So they'd already earmarked him as a megastar at this point. And he gets pulled into the bed, and then they use this, uh, the rotating room, don't they, to get that back. Oh, for and the then, basically loads of watery... And like then you get the, the geezer, yeah. G-E-Y geezer. Yeah, uh, of of blood just coming out. Now, this was apparently a homage to the uh, the blood in The Shining. Oh yeah, I get it out of the uh, elevator. Yeah, they wanted it all. They wanted it all. Get it, get it, get it. And as it's been turned upside down, um, if you can imagine now, we're underneath the bed, but it it's upside down. So they're oh, yeah. pouring the water down, and the light fitting in Johnny Depp's bedroom was actually live. Oh, and shit. Uh, the geezer with the metal tank of blood on the outside of this room got electrocuted. He, he survived, don't get wrong, but it, the blood electrocuted the man because someone's thought, maybe we shouldn't have electric current full of, you know, <laughs> running through the uh, the blood room. Yeah, do you know, I was, I was kind of a bit, I wanted to see at the end a bit like some massive belching toad that his bed spat out his bones. And I know that makes me sound really, sorry, you've got Like them, the but... Sarlacc. 
Yeah, exactly like the Sarlacc. And uh, do you know what? There's, can I just highlight these times this does happen? You mentioned The Shining. I didn't say I hadn't seen it because I have. And Star Wars, seen them all. So this is what Ooh, I say about I love. Look at you seeing all the all the one of the biggest selling movies of it. <laughs> I mean, judging, judging by the shite that I've watched in these first four episodes, I don't think I've been missing a great deal. Thank you. I'll stick to my <laughs> Citizen Kane and my Battleship Potemkin. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I wanted to see a dirty old dead body being spat out of that bed because uh, the dad looks in as a lieutenant, doesn't he? And he's like, oh, God, where's forensics? Being sick in the John. That's what they say. So when the forensics... But for me, what are they being sick about? It's just a load of red water. Yeah, it's clearly it's clearly not all come from one person, but they've just decided that's what it is. He he's been mashed up into such a disgusting way. It's absolutely he's been mashed up so badly. He's just he's just liquid. But then has it stayed on the roof? Because that's a natural phenomenon. If you've got a ceiling, sorry, if they've gone in, it's still floating around on the ceiling. I'd be going. We need to get someone down here to take some pictures of this but if it's just on the floor you'd be looking at the mum and dad going you dirty bastards is this how you keep your house <laughs> yeah yeah just full of dr pepper bottles and, and chris bags what's it what's it doing i don't know i think i that one made me think how did he get to the bottom of this one because the dad wasn't a nice bloke he's going uh, put the phone down he takes the phone off the hook he basically gets his son murdered but the the entire the entire movie has got that trope in it where the parents just don't understand. You know what I mean? It's oh my God, there's, there's people killers in his dreams. Now don't you tell talk rubbish. You'll get back to bed, you. Who the fuck was that? I know, some character from Heartbeat probably. The eye that you just did. It was, yeah, it was very green grassy in a way. Yeah, I quite like that one. Um, I'm going to come, I put phone tongue, but you've kind of covered that. The mum's absolutely on the lash all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I've written down here, gnarly Glenn death. Obviously, that was oh no, that was the uh, waterfall. Sorry, mm -hmm. um, so Nancy's got to make a plan now. She's worked out because of the tramp hat that she can pull bits of Kruger out of out of the dreams if she's holding. She can get him in in the real world, as it were. He's not an easily grabbable bloke. His head looks no. like it's made of really wet stuff, and probably mm -hmm. from doing all that work in wet conditions. And he's got his knife hand. He's yep. got his knife fingers. Yep. So, and you know, he's. I will say for for, uh, for old Kruger, Kruger. Um, he doesn't move well and he, he picks and chooses. Like at one point he's a bit rapid. And when he's got his like arms that are like concertinas, he's more <laughs> aerodynamically must really let him down because he's quite slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, he's like Dalcine in uh in Street yeah, Fighter 2. I do you know what? I think it's a good mode of attack because I, I remember my parents saying, like, if, if one of us always shouts, you just go, All right, that's your level. I don't like being shouted at. But if someone's going, You've been bad, aren't you? Yeah, I've been bad. Yeah, you've been bad, do not you? And they've got that level, you know, they could go to. Freddie's probably a bit like that. He's like yeah. a yeah, yeah. strange parent with knife fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nancy, this is a bit that got me in a way. Nancy's going, all right, he's going to, as she said to her dad, some re again, there's bits where you need more information for me. What was it we were talking about in one of the other films where I said, they need to make that clear what that is. Is It might have been in Running Man or something. I was going, we don't know what the rules are here. Someone hasn't really explained it very well. Yeah, the the... What, who are the guys on the bikes? And uh, what, why didn't they show us the map? Where is the stuff? You know what yeah. I mean? We could. I wanted to see a map. So Nancy's been a bit like that with her dad. And she I'll just come back here. It's that bit where someone goes, this is the most important thing I'll ever say. Like they did in, uh, what was it? Um, big Train and something. And then he turns around and goes, you don't hear what she said. <laughs> um, so she's a bit like that. And then she has what I can only call the Home Alone montage. Now this is well before Home Alone. But the music goes... Oh God! Yeah, they and set up a Home Alone yeah, thing in the trip wires. And the thing you got to remember is uh, you won't remember this because it was ages ago. You watched it and you were younger. But I sound like the expert on this film. All of a sudden, it's quite funny. Um, what's quite funny is 
she was meant to be meeting Glenn, Johnny Depp, at midnight. Right. Now, because he's basically been turned into what can only be described as angel delight. No soup um, for you. Yeah, he's been turned into red soup. Yeah. The river of red soup. Um, he doesn't turn up, funny enough, because he's deed, as they say, as Fred Truman would say. So this is gone 12 now. They've been in his house for a while. She's still locked behind bars with a pissed mum and can't do anything about it. She's making a plan. All right, okay. Dad, no information. So it's late now. But out yeah. of nowhere, she has got the following. A sledgehammer, wiring, lots of coat hangers. Maybe that's probably easier to do. She's got what looked like shotgun cartridges. I know it's America. Um, and she's broken the top off a light bulb and poured gunpowder into them. Yep. And a, you know, a, a trip wire made of like proper wire. And she, when she does it, she does the... <laughs> you have to. That is the rules. It's like, a, it's like when you have a drill and you have to go... To, you know, yeah, just yeah. to know the drill works. Or you pick up a pair of um, tongs. In a uh, in a kitchen, yeah. you have to go clack clack. You you have to give him a couple of test clicks, right? I do it when I lost some. Um, I was I, remember I was cooking or something, and I, probably because of what the story is, and I was trying to find some oven gloves, and I couldn't remember for the life of me what oven gloves were called. I don't know why. So I was walking around to my girlfriend at the time, going, "Where's the um, where's the?" And I kept doing the action of putting them in. No, I was doing straight hands. Wait, hang on. <laughs> so hang on. Let me just explain this to listeners. Ryan's doing a uh, what what used to call when you do a rave dance, the cardboard box rave dance, where it's just. Putting I'm his hands flat and pushing them forward. Instead of doing the international motion that anybody else would do in the world, would be the uh, the crab, crab hands. Why is that? Why is that an oven glove? Why is it's that just, an oven glove? That just says I'm a I'm a lobster. Well, what do you do? You know, you do the math in your head. You would point at the oven and go, "Where's the um?" And then do the hand clap. Where's the uh? Yeah, where's the where's the robot hands? What are you What are you on about? What are you doing there? Where's the large '90s rave box shelf? Yeah, that's what I was asking. I was going, where's the... Everybody's in the place. Let's go. Anyway, so... Gorilla's going to make you sweat. Gosh. Yeah, he is. So you can't sweat no more. <laughs> so, yeah, where the hell did she get all that stuff from? She set up a bit of a trap. She set up a montage. And then the, here comes my my star of the show, my background mm -hmm. person. Probably would have been the vicar with his slander of a young lad who's got murdered. But yeah. it has to be this print because it means a lot to me. And we were only... Oh, God, a couple of weeks ago when we were out with the girlfriends in that flea market, I mentioned it. On a massive towel, for some reason, downstairs, do you know what I'm about to say? Do you know what it is? Go on. On a massive towel down near the boiler where she kept his dirty knife hand is, oh, God, I love this, the classic poster of dogs playing pool. And one of them has ripped the bays, and they've got that kind of look where they're going... <laughs> He's ripped the bloody bays. And, and there's a bulldog with a big chomped old cigar. Yeah, yeah. Cards and it's massive, and I'm like, I want that in my house. That's what I want. I think there was a period in the 80s where everybody had dogs playing pool. Uh, and this is America, a... though. I would expect that's very, that's a very much a looking leads for me now. Oh no, I think it was massive in America, and there were, in the UK, it was a, a, a painting or a reprint of a painting called the Blue Boy, and everybody had this oh, yeah. this Blue Boy painting, and it was fucking hideous, and I yeah. hated it. Yeah, and that's. I was so pleased to see it because I, there's a few different scenes. There's cats, you know, getting pissed. <laughs> They're just so poor, but I love them, right? Cats <laughs> getting pissed. <laughs> I remember it once when I was living in Hove and I found at the side of it, we was walking home from the pub, me and the girlfriend, and I saw like what would look like a load of um, those things your mum have on them. <laughs> you know, That's your mum cats getting pissed. <laughs> if you can find a picture of cats getting pissed, please I'm send, send it to you. On ynwtpod at gmail.com. Um, no, so I found this thing at the side of a bin, which was uh, 
those things your mother mum has on the back door to stop the flies coming in, in the summer. Yep. Ma- maple like yeah, drape, drape dangly fingers, right? But yep. made of little bits of wood. Yeah. Like almost sort of like dreadlocks, but wooden dreadlocks. And when I took like, that, like Serena uh, Venus Williams's hair in yeah. the early two thousands. That's right. Before she wood. got shit up. So made but really long, like I sent the length of the door. I took it home. She went, Why'd you want that? And I went, it's free, isn't it? Because I was wrecked. And I got home the next morning and hung it up. And it was a painting on the bits of wood of like some crazy looking Spanish woman. It was it was really quite awful and dramatic. And both wrecked in the morning. She went, what is that? And I went, that is Magda. <laughs> and I kept it there for quite a while until she threw it out. But the dogs are a similar thing. It's that kitschy kind of horrible. <clears throat> if anyone owns that now, by the way, I'd love to know where it is because I got made to throw that out and we're not together anymore and I'd like it back. Yeah, um, So the end, Freddie jumps out of the dream. She pulls him out. A lot of very much don't know how that's working. Um, he falls through all the trap. The best bit is he comes through the door. She's, oh, come on. You can't catch me. Of course, because he wanted to rip her head off anyway. But you can't catch me, Freddie. Come through my house. Just one of her voices. Opens the door, gets a sledgehammer to the stomach. Yeah, it's a proper Home Alone moment, isn't it, with the iron in the face? It, it, is it not like a sledgehammer? I want to say it's to the groin. Like a no, proper... no, the sledgehammer's like above the door, like away from the door. So as he comes through, it swings down, but hits him in the stomach, and he goes, oh, and keeps going. It did nothing. <laughs> he and then survived he... being burnt alive. Yeah. And then he trips on the tripwire, goes down the stairs. No, he been, yeah, so he's, you know, obviously, yeah, that burning. And she's she's trying to get out the door, but her mum's barred everything up. She's going, bloody hell, you're not bad. Stop looking at that water in that house with that dead boy. He's here. He's here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kruger, he's here with his tramp hat. He's, at, he's uh, out of dreamland. He's here now. Now, is there not a bit where she manages to pick up some petrol in a bell jar that's uh, conveniently that. placed on the stairs? Coming to that, and that's been part of the montage. She put it there. Oh, did she? Okay. So he's, he's come down the stairs. So at the minute, he's, you know, he's pretty special anyway, but he's had a bit of a, r- a rum old time. Then she goes, come and get me in here. And she's actually so cocky whilst kneeling on the sofa, looking over the back. And he comes in and of course he knocks the light on and it goes bang like that. I mean, she hasn't thought throughout, there's, there must be loads of shotgun cartridge, like gunpowder in there. She could have blown her own face off because it knocks a window out, but she's Hang all right. Didn't, didn't they use that bit in Skyfall? It's like, oh, what, when it's the Home Alone house? It could yeah, have been the Home Alone house scene in Skyfall. They put, did they put bullet powder in the in the, in the the light bulbs? Have I got that wrong? With it it n- might have been nails this. Nails and shit. But Kruger is down at this point, but he's not out. So he's up right. again. She goes downstairs. It's a lot of stumbling about. And then what does she do? She th- What does she do? She throws, like you say, petrol all over him. Stood in front of the dogs playing ball. He's right in front of it. It frames him being burned. And I say... Cats, ferrets having a tango. Cats getting pissed either side, and he'd been he'd have been loving it. Whippets doing doing darts, um, and he's on fire. This is where it gets really shit because it's clearly not him anymore. It's not Robert yep. Eggman because this is a bloke who looks like he's wearing one of those masks on a night out. It doesn't yep. look good anymore, and he's a lot fatter and shorter than him. Yep, that uh, that guy is the was the at the time the megastar of being set on fire. He was the wow. guy in Swamp Thing that got set on fire. He was also the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man when he was on fire. His entire his entire I remit. I want to be in that on fire. Yeah, his entire remit was being on fire. And the scene, he, he goes to chase her upstairs. Yeah. And the, the signal was, when I lay down, you put me out. Yeah. So he's gone running upstairs and then decides, I'm going to fall back down these stairs. Does a yeah. stuntman roll down the stairs? He's laid on the floor. They start come running in with the fire extinguishers. He gets back up. 
runs back up the stairs and then lays down. So these guys in the fire extinguisher have to kind of get up the stairs to then put him out. And he went, did you get the shot? How do you feel? I feel great. I'm happy. And, she, and Nancy at this point has lost all control because she's just set a man alight with petrol in her mum's basement who's upstairs mm-hmm. on the sofa. Mm-hmm. Or gone to bed or whatever it was. And it's, it's just total carnage. She's not worried about getting grounded at this point. No, no. Just wants to get out of the house and not be murdered by a, a dream weaver or whatever he's called, a dream demon. Um, then, uh, what was it here? Oh, that's it. She says, she's shouting out the window, Daddy, I did it. So you've already yeah. had, what is it? Mummy killed him. I mean, this is an absolute Oedipus explosion, this, if you need to go through mm-hmm. psychology. Daddy, I did it. And and I'm thinking to myself, well, I knew that was going to happen because I know there's more of these films, I guess. And I mm-hmm. knew that um, the bad guy normally always gets it with a little bit of a, oh, we could be coming back, you know? What I didn't expect was that when they bring the, do you remember the ending? I do remember the ending. And I'm going to tell you right now, they filmed eight different endings for this movie. And this is the one they picked. No, it's not the one they picked. So Wes Craven picked one ending. Right. And the one that gets shown in the movie, Wes Craven hated because it does look fucking terrible. Right. It's about eight times where it drops its bollocks in terms of how bad it gets all of a sudden. Yeah. So what they do during the screening uh, for, for Paramount to, to pick this up, uh, halfway through the halfway through the, the show, Bob Shea and uh, Wes Craven have fallen out by this point during production because of the overspend and creative right. differences and all the rest of it. So um, Bob Shea was at the at the showing for this Paramount, uh, you know, consideration showing yeah. or whatever it was, and uh, and he's called up the guy and goes, "What ending have you got on this?" And he goes, um, "Oh, the one where they just drive off in the car." No, no, no. Get me get get me this one. And then uh, it gets added in, and Paramount didn't pick it up. Somebody else had to, some VHS company. And, you know, it kind of rescued the entire New Line production company. But tell me about the ending. I mean, I was, I, I'm always aware of stuff after Big Trouble in Little China that out of nowhere, Raiden can fall from the sky or a pipe fish can eat you. I still think of that line where he goes, He will return no more. Whatever it yeah, says, yeah. he will come out no more. I love that. Um, so yeah, she goes back in. Dad, look, I've murdered a bloke like Mum did. Let's go and find him. Oh, the marshmallow stairs have been re- replaced by fire footprints. And you're thinking, hey, up, oh, Freddy was on fire a minute ago. Freddy Krueger, this will be him, I'm sure. Now, what I wasn't prepared for is she goes, he's got Mum, opens the door, and he's on her Mum in bed. And I was, I really wanted to play Elvis Presley's Burning Love, like, Lord of mercy, clear my temperature rising. Because he's not, you know, pardon my French, he's not doing her anything. He just no. seems to be straddled of her, and he's got his yeah. hands on either side, just going, ha, 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 He's not doing out, and the no. mum clearly looks like the mum is underneath a flaming man. Yeah. And then, I can only, for you who haven't seen this film, I'm going to say it as I saw it. He's yeah. on her, and then what they do is they chuck a cut, the dad goes, get off. It's his ex-wife. I mean, what a way to see your ex-wife. Jesus Christ. Under a candle man who's just been set on fire near dogs playing pool. And then they chuck a sheet, a very flimsy sheet on top of him and her, mum and Freddy Krueger. And then all of a sudden, they pull it back and Freddy Krueger is gone. And the mum turns into what can only be described as a model of a dead woman who sinks into a blue vortex through the center of the bed. Yep. And then there's nothing there. Yeah. And then the dad goes, the, the dad's very calm about this. This is his fucking ex-wife. He just goes, yeah. I'll go down and do some paperwork. Are you coming with me? And she goes, no, I'll stay here for a minute. And then Freddie comes out the bed with all his, you know, like he does with the wall. Yeah. Out. And she's learned though from the boyfriend 
don't look at him. Don't say he has any power. You've got no power. And then it gets really shonky because he comes at her with his, his finger hand. He wasn't looking for a, a, an oven mitt. <laughs> He's going like that, this way, different way. And it kind of freezes a bit and he turns into a pixelated mess and then he's gone. Yep. Then I'm going to add the other bit before you come in. Everything's all right. She goes through that door and it's all sunny. And she's going, oh, isn't it nice? And the mum's back. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And all the friends turn up in the car. Oh, so what's all this fog about? Oh, I don't know. And then they get in the car. Oh, the hood's gone up and it's the same color as Freddy's jumper. (laughs) Green and red. I can't control it. The car fucks off. There's kids going, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And the mum's going, oh, isn't this nice? And you think she's going to turn into Freddy. No. Knife hand comes through the door and she's there for a minute while he grabs her. And then it turns into what is very clearly a mannequin gets pulled through a door. End. And that has ruined the film. Yeah. 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 They wanted, they wanted, a, Wes Craven wanted a full happy ending and Bob Shea wants to get more out of it. And it's, it, it looks like, uh, you know, like in those old Monty Python movies where they throw somebody off a cliff and it clearly turns into a dummy. Halfway down. Yeah. It's like that. They literally just pull it straight through and they could have done a lot better editing on that and they could they could have done something to change it but no it's so bad it just ruins the entire movie doesn't it it, it does because genuinely i'm going this is 84 robocop and um what do you call it running manor 87 i think yeah uh, just before it with uh, big trouble little china and i thought these effects are really all right for 84 there was mm-hmm. a bit of like with, you know obviously you got the, like the tongue coming out the phone which is made and things like that but at the end it's almost like they've gone bollocks to it let's just throw something else in it's really, it, honestly, because the funny thing is, just before this, I said to you I had to watch the last half an hour, so I'm just finishing it just before we started. And from where I'd paused it to where I restarted it, my face went from going, yeah, it's all right, to the fuck has happened here? <laughs> I didn't even take any notes. I just put tapping mother, what the fuck, ending mum through door. Brilliant. And that's Brilliant. probably what the script was. So we're going to get to that stage uh, where we have to sort of look at what we're scoring it. And now, as you haven't seen it for as long as me, what do you remember it as and what are you going to give it a score out of 10? I fucking hated it. I've not seen about seven of oh, these. No, you uh, hated it because you were scared. I hated it because I was scared. And then I, when I was about 19, 20, when I watched it, it was the first night I ever stayed over at my then girlfriend Jess's. And, uh, and it was on in the background. But I remember it being like daylight outside. And I always found it weird that this was on telly right now and it's daylight outside. Because so, yeah. like I say, it was the four channels, right? So it must have been just early dusk uh, in the summertime, like 9 p.m. And this was on. All right, and, William I remember, Wordsworth. and I remember thinking, this is shit. And I've been yeah. scared of this movie for over 10 years. This is awful. Mm. So for me, four, four. The same as what I gave Robocop. Yeah. But you haven't seen it for 20 years. Not my knitting, that one. Not my knitting. I've never been a fan of slasher movies. I thought Scream was fun, but no. Oh, this will be great every time we go to those. So I, what was I going to say? I gave Robocop four. It's just rubbish. Uh, then what was it? Little Big Trouble Little China got eight. Now, remember, these are kind of like within context of where they are. It's not that I think, you know, Star Wars is a 10. I'll tell you what. These are just within themselves. Go on. Let's, you and I, right, we went for lunch and you had half an hour left of this movie to watch. And halfway mm. through lunch, you said, I'm actually enjoying it. It's not too bad. Where were you then? And then where are you now? It's ended. There, I would have given it either a six or a seven-ish because it was still a bit woolly, but it was, you know, maybe a seven. It was heading towards mm-hmm. the seven. Mm-hmm. With that ending, I don't know. Has it done enough good work? I don't know if I go five or six. I can't give it four, same as Robocop. And I already knocked Robocop down before. So I kind of feel like I need to shuffle my ratings. In fact, no, I'm going to do it. It's my podcast. Robocop now has a three. 
because it is terrible. I don't know there'll be people who are really Robocop's annoyed. Robocop's getting kicking. As these episodes get on, Robocop's going to be on minus four. Shit. Um, so, yeah, Robocop's going down to a three. This is going to get a six. Point five. Okay, 6.5. You've get it a point five. So the, the point five, point five was because of the mannequin ending. No, I, I'm, yeah, that's right. Well, I don't know where it would have been. I'm confused with all this anyway. The dream demon's coming and I'm really confused by <laughs> Dr. Dream Computer and Marshmallow Stairs. And why does he cut his fingers off at the start when he says that thing where he goes, she goes, help me, God. And he goes, this is God. I don't know, that was his voice. Yeah, and then cuts his fingers off, right? <laughs> Because he can, I guess. Um, so, yeah, as always, guys, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on the Tick to the Talk, we are YNWT. You're not watching that. Yeah, pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us or via, we've got a link tree as well. Put us in there. It's the same thing. Uh, and you can email us at ynwtpod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be all over various socials doing various things as we can and try and keep you entertained. Please spread the word. Please follow. Please subscribe. Please send money in the post. Um, Next week, coming up, we are going to continue women at the forefront of what we're looking at because this was mm-hmm. nice as well. Nice change to have some girls doing stuff rather than mm-hmm. just going, ah. um, as you know, not because girls do for anyone wants to send me some coal just because of the films as how they were. And we're going to watch, Dan, do you want to do a drum roll and you announce what it was? Can you remember what we said we'd watch? Yeah. So, ba 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 ba. Hottest chick of the 80s. <laughs> I'm ruining it already, am I? I'm ruining it already. No, she, she was go. badass. She was hard. It's Ripley and it's Aliens with uh, with Dana Scully herself, with Sigourney Weaver. Even I know there's an alien and an Aliens. We're watching the first one, aren't we? Watching the first one. I can't remember which one it is. I thought it was Aliens, or is that the second aliens one? Aliens is the second one. I know that because I just know what they are, but I've not seen either, so it's good. They're actually... Yeah. The- the first two are absolutely banging, to be fair. And we'll, yeah. we'll probably watch a sequel le- later on as we as we get on. But we're going to watch the first Sigourney Weaver alien movie uh, yeah. is what we're going to watch. And I absolutely adore this. It's terrifying. Okay. No, I know. Yeah, I won't say what I know. And do you know what? I think we'd already lined up afterwards as well. We're going to go to America and the air after that, aren't we? I think. I think that's the next one's go for. Well, yeah, just, let's do that. I'm going to say it. After that, we will be doing Top Gun. I'll tell you what I was thinking, right? So, you know, queued up next week and the week after. I was thinking, why don't we reverse the roles? And we watch something that you've seen that I haven't. Because obviously you and I, you know, as, as we talk about this, we've yeah. got different, different taste in movie. Now, I know you like movies like With Nail and I, and I've not really seen it. I've seen bits of it and thought, what a load of shite this is. Oh, it's great. So is there, you know, I, I want you to have a think of something that you can surprise with next week and go, we're going to watch this. I've yeah. seen this. If we can get every, I mean, your folks have never said you couldn't watch it, but yeah, I, I reckon we do, we sprance out the next two mm-hmm. and then we'll have a look at, I kind of want to clear what's on the circle of the graphics. We've also got Rambo on there as well. Yes, Rambo. Uh, we'll do Die Hard near Christmas and then we can maybe do the switcheroo. How about that? How about a deal? And I'll find some ones that I absolutely adore and we'll just call it, I didn't want to watch that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's arty farty and I know Ryan likes it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Dan. I hope you have a uh, lovely evening and maggots don't come out your chest. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. (laughs) 